When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Brittany Arneson, Tevin Pittman. I'm not singing Andy Brad Bernard. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it for you. I'm not playing a Josh Arnold will be in. I think we have a special guest today, so that's good. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet, so well, the calendar isn't totally accurate. I think don't it, get me- started I think it meant 1110. Yeah. It meant 1110. I agree I think with so. you. Yeah, I don't. But yeah, we're getting all that stuff straightened away and blah, blah, blah. I'll help him out. I'll get his spot ready. You're a disaster. Oh, I've got it. Anyway. Continue. Okay, I'm going to scroll down. I have not seen Crocs reveals new cowboy boots for the fall season, but would you wear these? No. That's the headline. So both of you say no, you wouldn't. But I've never worn Crocs, so it's like I'm not going to like either. go from zero Crocs to the Croc that, cowboy I, boots. I understand. It's true. Andy, of you, uh, what do you th- what do you think? You're going to wear Croc cowboy boots? I don't think they really mesh with my style so much. No, they really That's don't. The okay, I'm scrolling down. Here we go. Oh, those are the ugliest shoes that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. They're hideous. Well, they're huge. They're like, right. al- is that real alligator or is that just an imitation? Oh, no, it's like plastic. Sure. It's plastic. Yeah. It's all plastic. It's, they got spurs on them. They yes, have they like do. a very specific squishy plastic. <laughs> but the spurs is hilarious. Yeah. I will say that. spurs on them. They should have yeah. made the whole boot the croc material. They do, I think. Cross... Crocs are made of Croslite, which nope. is not plastic or rubber. It's saying, a yes. resin. You look at the bottom, how it's like the shiny rubber thing. They yeah. should have made the top part of that. Oh, like shiny like the same. Well. Yeah, But then it couldn't say Crocs at the very top like it does. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can figure it out. <laughs> they could figure it out. Those are the ugliest shoes I've ever seen. They're real shit kickers, aren't they? Shit kickers is a good way to yeah. put it, because that's, that's exactly what they look. But they actually have spurs on these boots. I do love a good cowboy boot moment. Like when men are wearing a little bit pants that are like a little like tight-legged with a cowboy boot. <laughs> Mommy's ovulating. You know that I cannot wear cowboy boots? Well, yeah, I've seen your legs. That's exactly why. They will not fit over my calves. I, they won't do it. Till you know? I met you, I like wouldn't believe that there's like things that people can't do that are like, you know, just because of their pure body. But watching you try to find a bowling ball for your hand is probably the most hilarious <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, they don't exactly fit on my hand all that well. But yeah, your calf is huge. I, I have a large calf as well, and I can still find some cowboy boots. But yeah, you're not no going to. Yeah. So if we found cowboy boots or croc boots that were wide enough for your calves, yeah. would you rather wear these or those big red boots that we were talking about the other week? Which one of those big red boots? They kind of look like video game boots. They were like long red and then had a 
huge. Oh, they were hideous. Yeah. Yeah. They look like yeah. Mickey Mouse shoes. Yeah. I can't wear any of that stuff. Can't do it. Sorry. I just have no interest in any of that stuff. Does Mickey Mouse wear shoes? Yeah, he wears those. Uh, yeah, he does. White ones. Red or, so. or yellow? I think they're white. I huh. Think. I, I feel like they, they are, are yellow. yellow. I think they are yellow. Oh, I, I think, think you're right. right. Let's see. Mickey Mouse shoes. Uh, yes, they're just yellow, nondescript shoe. No laces. No, no laces. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Mice can't tie. No. <laughs> Oh, okay, on that I'm leaving. You're not going to beat that. Right. That actually made me laugh. Stupid Brittany. Mice oh, can't tie. Mice trying to tie a shoelace. <laughs> not going to happen. Imagine those little bastards like. Yeah. That was actually funny. Well, he's wearing those gloves too. It makes it even harder. Yeah. Crocs cowboy boot. That is honestly the ugliest shoe I've ever seen. Yeah, no, I'm not uh, rushing to the store. There's a very, I feel like, specific demographic that is going to be purchasing. I would think you're probably right about that. God, I gotta get. You want to stay for one more story? You have to rush <laughs> home. Wait, well, if you got. She my is mom's rush home. home. She's watching she the baby. My mom's baby. home. It's oh, fine. You're, oh, Beverly's over there. Beverly, thank you. I'll be home in a little bit. Beverly, I like you much more than your daughter. I'll make tacos mm-hmm. for lunch. Does your mother know that? My mom's very aware that you love her. She Good. listens all the time, and she's always like, "Wasn't that funny when Tom said I should be there instead of you?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> It was yeah, so sorry. funny how many times Tom has fired yeah. me for you. <laughs> yes, thanks, Mom. I feel much better about that. Uh, there's a price drop on the multicolored slippers uh, for your bed. They're now green, red, blue, black, and yellow. Slippers for what? your bed? The, your bedroom slippers, I meant. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like a house. I was I, like, what? what? Um, okay. So here you go. You ready? Yeah. A shameless expat faked heart attacks in at least 20 restaurants... In Spain, in a brazen bid to dodge paying the bill, he, f- oh he ate God. 20 meals uh, and faked 20 uh, heart attacks. My left arm oh. is tingling. Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you. And then he's like, That's "Don't great. call the ambulance. I'll just, I'll just walk. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I'll be, I'll get this check later." I made myself just miss that show. I loved that show. What it show? Was the greatest show on. Oh, um. All in the, the hell family? was it? Yeah. It was Red Fox. Come yeah, on. Red I said All in the Family. It's not All in the Family. It's not All in the Family. Sanford and Sanford. Sanford. Yeah, yeah, that's very what good. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things that he did. So it, it's a, an old, older black man living with his son. Mm-hmm. They're living together. And every day the father says to his son, Lamont, you big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That does actually describe... 12% of your personality right there. What, Lamont, you big dummy? Just, like, knowing that that dynamic existed and just how you treat everybody of, like, get over here, you dummy. Okay, we got to talk. I will tell you one thing, that Red Fox was the first black comedian to take a stage in Vegas at a real casino. Wow. And he walked out on stage and just pointed it all out. Now you got to put up with me for an hour. What do you think of a black man in America? He just went on and on about being black. And that actually describes uh, Philip Wise's personality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you? He'll be like, when we were on the show together, he'd be like, Brittany, can you believe they gave a black man a microphone? I'm like, yes. Who's they that you're speaking of? Like, you have a job here. I just asked you if you went to the new Luns and Byerleys down the street. Can you believe they (laughs) let me in? Me, a black man in America today. I was like... Yes, I can yeah. believe that Lunds and Byerleys let you in. Especially when he talks about being from Nebraska. Be like, it was a different time back then, Tevin. There wasn't too many brothers out here. In <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> no, not a lot of us at the Omaha Zoo, if you know what I mean. Like, he'll be oh, talking God. about specifics of Omaha, and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about. anything about yeah. Omaha. I'm sorry. I'll say, speaking about... Josh is here. I'm here. No, no he's talking. Josh. The water's fine. 
The water is fine? Yeah, come Absolutely. On in. I got a spot hey, that, that's already. yours. You got oh your spot goodness. on. She might have heated it up. It's good to see you, Josh. Great to see you. You heated it up? Yeah. I think she did, you, yeah. You can you can sit here if you'd like. Oh, no, I have to sneak out. I get kicked out when the family is. I get called non-family and told to leave. Right. Get out what? right now. She's not an essential family? worker. Yeah, here. she's not essential. That's a good way of putting <laughs> it. I like that. She's not essential. Oh, okay, my we were goodness. just talking about a guy in... Uh, where was it again? i got to find out where he was. You went shopping, too? Yeah, no, he went. A 50-year-old guy from Lithuania has been jailed after failing to fork out for two fines because he told 20 restaurants after he ate his dinner he was having a heart attack just so he didn't have to pay for the meal. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Oh, look at that expensive purse. All right. Oh, I got a question How much did that cost you? Whoa, 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 before you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Timu. Timu? Yeah, have you, yeah. Yep. Have you the tried online shopping? On that? Uh, I just come on. Oh. I um, hear. I have not tried oh, Timu. I think Ethan's here. I do have to say that I bought my oh, bag as no, a resale. So I feel like I just financially have to explain that I did get this as right. a push. Yes. I say radio resale. must, radio must pay pretty well. You bop up a hug? You bop up a hug? Hey, how you doing? Give me a hug. It's me, you dope. He's going to be like, you got something on your head. I'm not coming over to you. He's looking for me, I think. He is looking for you, definitely. You go see your daddy. So, Josh, is there, like, with the Timu, have you heard negative things about it, or are you just kind of asking about it in general? I'm asking about it in general, because first, okay. some, of, some of the things, Devin, that I, that I saw, um, well, first off, I play solitaire. Mm -hmm. It shows up every time I'm yep. done solitaire. Here's Timu. Yeah. It's like, ah, I don't want to. And some of the stuff, the pricing on the stuff is like it's, pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's a lot like, I would assume, like a Wish.com type of thing, or um, Sheen is another popular yeah, one. Yeah, I, I get Sheen, Sheen yep. too, but Sheen just, I, I'm a guy. I only plug in guy guy things. And what it, <laughs> only what it plug in guy shows things. Shows up. Mm -hmm. I get stuff on Brazil. There's trouble. Yeah. What do I have? You, you can put doing? Scott Good. right next uh, to Tevin. The Sheen, and then I have this team uh, Oh, we can have him go right here. We've got right the camera and everything yep. set up. Yep. Perfect. Thank you, bet. Thank you for having Where's me. Where's your wife? She is out here. You want me to bring yeah, her in? Yeah, we're sitting right there. Right. I have this, this team team out there. And yep. then I hear, well, you can't use Timu because oh, China, China's yeah. going to get your, your Yeah, stuff. well, that's one of the things with, same with, like, Sheen. They have a lot of, like, Can child labor them. things and, like, that going on. Uh, so people are, like, boycotting. Oh. Here, we can go. Yeah, definitely. That. So why don't, why don't you boycott your electric car, too? Well, because that gets me places. And I don't want to pay for gas. Boycotting up a storm. Mm-hmm. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Wait a minute. Was that text you sent so important you missed your turn? So important you just ran a red light? Is that next text so important that you won't see the ball roll into the street and the child chasing it? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please remember that having your eyes off the road for as little as four seconds equals 100 yards. That's the length of an entire football field. And when your eyes are off the road that long, anything can happen. 
If you need to text, please pull off the road. Texting and driving isn't worth it. It's against the law, and it may cause serious injury to you or others, or even death. That's more important than anything you'll text. Please don't text and drive. I hope you're never hurt in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We have a very special couple of people in studio, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about it in one second. But there's going to be, Scott, for you it's going to be tough uh, for the first five minutes because I was told to rave about your wife by my wife. Okay. Yeah. So I got no option. I have to. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, they're coming in. Wait a minute. She was raving about her friendship with you. Well, I am kind of a big fan of Catherine, so. No, me too. So it did work out. <laughs> and by you, by association, since you're married to Catherine. Oh, so it has nothing to do with anything else. It's just the fact that I'm married to Catherine. Well, do I have to be honest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Josh Arnold, did you meet? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. What a story. What I want to do, basically, is just sit back and, and all of you, the rest of you in the room, and Andy in that room, what a story you have. That is an amazing story. Mm-hmm. And would it be too much to go all the way back to losing your son? Is that too much to talk about? No. Uh, you know, I can talk about that. That was... Um... The reason I bring this up, and mm-hmm. I Scott, very quickly, mm-hmm. is I'm sick to death of people going, Oh, I'm a victim. I'm a, my life is so miserable. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Right. 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 Anyway, I'll shut up. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> goes, yeah. Yeah, I, I can go back to just a little bit further than that, too. I, I, I was diagnosed with uh, cancer in uh, 2017. I uh, had my uh, prostate removed in 2018. Uh, PSA never went undetectable. Uh, so then um, I went, went in for radiation. Yeah, it's seven weeks of radiation. Uh, then it, that knocked it down for a period of time. I think it was a little less than a year. Uh, then it started going up uh, rapidly again, so then I had to go through uh, chemo, uh, chemo treatments. And while I was going through the chemo treatments, um, I got the phone call that no parent ever wants to get. Oh, God. Um, so this is while you're in the hospital? Yeah, while I was going uh, through chemo uh, uh. treatments, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was brutal, you know. So, uh, so I got, you know, the, the phone call, you know, when I was going through that. And so, you know, the rest of the time going through chemo, I, I 
I started internalizing and thinking and praying and mm -hmm. and uh, you know I've always had this dream uh, to bike around the country since I was in my 20s and uh, I decided that I still wanted to do that and, and I want to do it to not only honor my life but my son Benny's life as well. Mm -hmm. How old was Benny when he died? 25. 25 and yep. you get the call while you're in chemo. While I'm in chemo uh, and, and then you know after um, you know his his death. We found out that he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, was after his death you found that out? I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I found out that he was diagnosed with that, and then you know, and, and that kind of drove me to you know, like I said, not only out of my life but his life as well, mm -hmm. and to you know, do uh, do my uh, dream of biking around the the country, all the exterior states, combining that with raising awareness for prostate cancer and schizophrenia schizophrenia two things that have you know obviously had a, just a profound impact on mm -hmm. my life so now let me ask you a question so you, you you find this out you're sick you're scared to death because i would be i'm assuming you would you yeah. were mm -hmm. you get the call about losing your son mm -hmm. so how long did it take you in your head to to try to figure this all out why did this happen what is this all about mm -hmm. i mean did it did it take it would take me years to get through that yeah you know for for me i've always been you know it's never been like why is this happening Good. to me it's always been you know this happened to me what can i do you know, to you know either mitigate that or make it better would you have good parents or something? Uh, I, I got a honestly, that's the truth. It's true. It had yeah, to that's be. That's the truth. Yeah. It had to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I had really good parents. I lost my dad when I was very young. Uh, my mom's still around, and, and she is fantastic. She is. She's wonderful. Is she? Um, as wonderful as Catherine? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. I would say yes. Absolutely. And also, you know, it was just me and my brother, and, uh, you know, my brother has been just phenomenal through this whole thing. He has um, uh, helped me with, with the medical bills uh, when I was going through uh, all this treatment. Uh, and then when he found out what we were doing, uh, he offered to match up to $100,000 of uh, oh, uh, donations. So, you have a brother that has a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he, he's a retired. Scott's a retired postmaster. His brother <laughs> is retired CFO from Lincoln Financial. They're, oh, they're pardon me, yeah. Josh. <laughs> this brings opens the door for you now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there he, you go. He, he has did very well for sure. God, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, Josh, you got some questions. Well, I've got some questions. Tell, tell yes. me about zero out. Zero, zero out is we've uh, uh, contracted through two 5013Cs right. um, to, to raise money uh, for the two different causes. Uh, prostate cancer, we, we have uh, partnered with uh, Zero Prostate Cancer. Okay. Um, and so this is one of their walk runs to raise money uh, for, for prostate cancer uh, research and stuff. We participated. In that, in Chicago, on our way back from Virginia, we were just coming through there, so we stopped in to uh, to participate. And the and Katie actually ran, uh, was scheduled to run the a 5K uh, uh, for that as okay. well. Um, however, 
we got rained out. So they had to cancel the race, but we, we still got the t-shirts and, and this is uh, through zero prostate cancer. Did you blame her anyway? <laughs> no, we blame Scott. Too. Everywhere he's been going, it's been yeah. raining. That's yeah. right. Scott. It's his fault. Yeah. It, it's, you know, in a, in a way, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I'm the rain man because, uh, you know, going through upstate New York and Vermont and New Hampshire and all the whole East Coast, uh, boy, I got rained on a lot. Now, you are biking. You're on a, you're on a bike. Do you have a team with you, a back, backup team? Just me. She's a, she's <laughs> there a, she is. She's a support crew. So God. Yeah. So what? What type of? What roads do you do you ride on? You know, that's an interesting question. We, uh, you know, I mapped out the whole trip every single day using maps uh, through Adventure Cycling. Okay. Uh, however, you know, it's hard to you can't like write down and have it in front of you. Where this is where I turn. This is what I do. So we've actually used uh, uh, Ride with GPS mm -hmm. um, and kind of to follow the same route that I planned out, but. Um, you know, Katie does that. She's kind of planned the routes through the ride with GPS, downloads it onto her computer, and then downloads that onto my bike computer. So I got the turn-by-turns uh, directions right right on the bike. So she is following you or, or she's leading you? You know, that depends on the route. Some days she does. It depends on, on what the route is. Uh, you know, some days I'm on bike paths, so, you know, okay. she, she can't. Uh, but what she usually does is she'll wait at the wherever we're camping, uh, until checkout time, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll call her on the after the first break and you know say everything's going good, and then she'll <clears> go <throat> on to the next stop. How many? I'll say how far do you bike per day? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the yeah, the the average we've been averaging almost sixty, about fifty eight miles a day. Jeez. Yeah. So. His hardest day, though, he did uh, 108 miles and 5,400 in elevation gain. So oh it was. Whoa! Yeah, yeah so he's so. had some really long days, too. Uh, so you grew up in, in this area? Yeah, I actually grew up in Fridley, suburb okay. of, of uh, Minneapolis, yep. Northern suburb, yep. And so with biking that far, were there any, like, injuries or, like, times where you thought, like, I might not be able to finish this journey? Like, what was your toughest day like out on the road? Well, I got to tell you, <laughs> I've had some real tough days. Uh, you know, those long days are hard, but the, the toughest days are uh, when I was going through upstate New York, I just, for a whole week, every day was a bad day. You know, I had like a week in a row where it was, you, know, you start making you wonder, what the heck, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, my worst day was, um, you know, I, I was told me to take a lap on this trail and it was a terrible trail. It was rocky. It was. I had to walk in spots. It was just terrible. So I went for four miles. And the next term, I was supposed to take a lap on this road that wasn't there. Oh, so, God. You know, so I'm like, hey, what do I do? And I saw this work truck in the area. So I asked the guy. I said, hey, can I get through here? You know, he said, you can. You might have to walk your bike in spots, but you know, you can get through. So I, I, I did that. I went down that road, and boy, it was just terrible. I mean, I had to cross streams some bridges were knocked out Jeez. it was just and uh so then i finally got through the worst part of that and, and i got to like a state park it was still bad the trail was still bad and i was just walking my bike along the trail and i got a flat tire just walking mm -hmm. it and i had already got a flat <laughs> earlier in the day so i had no more tires left so i'm i'm walking the rest of the time Jesus. so <laughs> I ended up walking eight miles. I had no 
there was no coverage, so no I couldn't, cell coverage. Yeah, couldn't call Katie. Uh, so I'm just walking along, and then I was on this one-way dirt road, and a guy came driving the other way, and he said, "Hey, are you okay?" And I, I said, "Not really." And so I explained to him that you know I had two flat tires, and, and I'm you know I'm walking, and I'm trying to get to the Harris Campground. He said, "Tell you what, stay right here. I'll go up, find a place where I can turn around." And he came back and gave me a ride oh, to our great. campground, and, and you know, I was, he saved me 12 miles Jeez. of walking. So yeah. did you subtract the 12 miles from the 11,000? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, uh, you so turncoat. You, you, uh, well, you, you know. You did this all at, all at once, or you <laughs> broke it up in different sections? That, that day? No, no, just the, this whole whole trip. 11,000 miles? I hope 11,000 miles, it. yeah. It, you know, we want to do it in one trip. Okay. You know, however, I got, I have to come back for treatment. Mm -hmm. In fact, I just came back. That's why I'm back right now. Uh, for I had to go to the Mayo Clinic. I uh, went yesterday and the day before for uh, treatment and scans and COM. And How are you? Well, it, yeah. it, it ended up, the PSA ended up going up just a smidge. And, and so my doctor... Uh, and, and it lit up in my clavicle, my shoulder. Mm -hmm. So he just uh, scheduled scheduled us that day to get uh, radiated in that spot. He pinpointed that spot and, and uh, got me in for radiation so we didn't have to come back, uh, which phenomenal pull for him to be able to do that. I mean, just, yeah, he, he must have a lot of pull at that. <laughs> so, so he got us in, and so I got that uh, radiated you know, but I was going to have to come back in six months because right. of that. I got to come back in three months. Yeah. So it just, you know, you just got to, you got to adjust. And mm -hmm. uh, so now we're going to fly back. I, we, we think we're going to fly back. Uh, with, we got dogs with us too, with the dogs, uh, early January. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the breakup is the, okay. you, know, you got to break it up. Cause I got to come back for, uh, for treatments and, and, and stuff. And we had for this too, her daughter just got married too. So that was another reason. Her daughter, not your daughter. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My, my stepdaughter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. so, so yeah, you're getting treatment and then like, I'm going to go now bike 60. I wouldn't bike 60 miles in a day as a just regular healthy human being. And so for you to do that after having treatment is remarkable. Do you have, obviously a lot of people are, you know, noticing what you're doing. Do you get people that come out and bike certain sections with you or offer to or anything like that? Actually I have, and that's fantastic because it breaks it up. Oh yeah. Gives I you bet. some company and, and it's, it's just nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've had my cousin in, uh, in Green Bay. My uncle lives in Green Bay. My cousin biked with me out of there, got me to where I was going. Uh, I, I had, uh, and then there was a, another, uh, through Zero Prostate, we call them Zero Prostate Champions, guys that, that are raising money for them and have mm -hmm. prostate cancer. Met him and just a great guy, uh, Larry Langmore, and he came out and biked with me uh, in Maine. He lives in Maine, he's from Portland, Maine. Uh, and we actually had a fundraiser together Okay. At uh, at an oyster place. Never had oysters. <laughs> that was that was interesting, you know. So um, yeah, I've had, and then in Boston, I, there was uh, another guy. I think 
through zero prostate? Was no, that? he was a friend of bikers back here. So our okay. cycling friends back here told people okay. where we're going to be around the country. Yeah. So where possible, people can uh, join Scott and, oh, and bike with him. Now, you're not only raising, raising awareness, mm -hmm. you're also raising money for this? Oh, yeah. We're raising. That's the, our goal. We have a big goal. Our okay. goal is 500000 uh, and we're at zero prostate. We're at 107000 um, with with the uh, schizophrenia, it's harder to tell. They they don't list it like like zero prostate does. So it's real hard to tell. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing we're at about ten for that. They just don't advertise it as much. So you know, just a, a guess. I'd say we're at about now. While you're writing, mm -hmm. uh, how do how do you promote? Um, I'll say the cause. The cause. Yeah. I mean, I'm lucky in that. You know, I have a wife that's uh, well, just phenomenal. Just a given, you know. Um, Thank and you. She's, uh, and she uh, has uh, raised a lot of lot of money through LLS in the past. Um, so she has a lot of insight in how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's a, um, a lawyer, too. So, I mean, she, she writes a blog, and, and, and she's real good with words, obviously. So kind of a wordsmith mm -hmm. as far as that goes. And, uh, and the support has just been phenomenal. So Thank I mean, you, dear. We do yeah. press releases. We do social media posts. We actually do a Facebook Live before and after okay. uh, each of his bike interviews. And some of them are hilarious. Like one day he was biking through where that fugitive was on a loose out in oh, uh, God. Pennsylvania. Oh, <laughs> God, what a great so, life you've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that but was. Did you leave early? Uh, <laughs> Afterwards, yeah. I was like, well, how'd the day go? And he goes, oh, it was fine. And, and then afterwards, he said, oh, yeah, I went by uh, 35 state troopers and one with a rifle because I break through the perimeter where the fugitive's at. And I said, and you didn't think to say that during the Facebook Live interview? So, you know, I just crack up about that. But we do that before and after. A lot of people are following that, and that's raised some awareness. And then, of course, the, the weekly blog. Mm -hmm. and ongoing posts with that and then we do press releases along the way too so that more people hear about the mission uh, to raise right. awareness yeah. and funds and if, if people want to keep up to speed with you guys on facebook what's the name of the facebook page or do you guys have so uh, it's under my personal donate? facebook page okay. and that's a uh, katie bloomquist free tag f-r-e-i-t-a-g and our website is milesformoney.org Okay. Where we also have all the information on there. Awesome. I like that. Miles for money. Yes. Milesformoney.org. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm marking that down. Yeah, yeah. We, we got cards. We can leave cards with you guys. Well, that's a good idea. It, so. uh, Scott, one thing I need to mention as you looked away, you were praising your wife. Hmm. As you looked away, she went like this. <laughs> the crown for herself. Yeah. That's right. Like, yeah. Oh, pardon me. Yeah. You know, he's very good to me. I love him dearly, and he's been the best. Yeah, the best so, so. thing ever. You know, we've been through fighting this cancer journey for six years. Six years. But I would never change it. I mean, he is so inspirational, even to those mm -hmm. of us, you know, his wife and family around him, because he never complains. Mm -hmm. And he always looks at the positive and just continues to move forward with the things that are under his control not the things that aren't in his control so yeah and that's uh you know that's kind of one of the things that that drives me too is that the reaction to this has been phenomenal mm -hmm. you know not only like the people that that we've met along the way um, but also friends that i've had you know since grade school right you know that that are just really uh um, kind of supporting and 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 
you know, love to follow it. And, and so, I mean, that's, that's meant a lot too, you know, so, um, you know, it's been good, good. I feel, I feel the support of other people and that's, uh, you know, kind of drives you even more. So I have a question. This, uh, stage what? Of the cancer? Stage four. Stage four cancer. Stage four. It's terminal. It's a terminal diagnosis. So the idea is he keeps getting treatment to kick the can further down the road yeah. or just keep pushing it down as much as possible. Okay, you can answer this for me then. Why does he look healthier than I do? <laughs> I think you look really good. <laughs> Actually. Well, I think it's all the biking that he does. Yeah, it might be the biking. That might be it. Yeah. You know what's so great is I get home. Uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago, whenever it was, and Catherine was all fired up about this, and she, you know, because you've been friends for how long? long many, time. many years, yeah. Many, many years. And I saw that, I said, this can't possibly be true. All of this thing, I mean, you could literally say all of that went wrong at one time. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Why it is, what, what about you? Is it about your mother, your father, your family, all the rest? Well, you just stood up and said, no, 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 we're not going to let this defeat me. It ain't going to mm-hmm. happen. You know that's a that's a hard question it to is. answer. I mean, I, yeah. I think uh, you know I I did have great parents and I'm thankful for that. There you go. Um, <clears throat> there's no question about that. Um, you know, and also you know I I've spent my life uh, as a kid. You know, I was I was a real sports kid. You know, I played a lot of a lot yeah. of sports. I played hockey and and baseball and football, and I was always. You know, optimistic. I never gave up. I mean, no, I kind of learned that, that yes. through sports. Just to, <clears throat> right. No matter what the situation is, you know, you give it your all, all the way to the end, to that last whistle, and, and kind of, uh, you know, that's part of it. Um, you know, but I think the the main thing is, uh, you know, great parents and and, and uh, great family. I think so. that is true, and isn't that amazing? You you come up with the, with the question, "What about your parents?" And I could have told you what you were going to answer, yeah. because parents are so important. And my mother, if it weren't for my mother, I'd probably be in prison. And I'm very <laughs> yeah. serious about that. Yeah, I probably would be. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he just goes, wow. You know, there, there's no, there's no question about that. And, and and that's one of the things that drives me too is, you know, um, this is for uh, guys. This prostate cancer uh, obviously hits guys, and. and you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we've been so devalued, I think, in today's society. And, really? And, and it's, it's, I, I think that's so wrong. I mean, I think uh, dads and, and uh, you know, brothers and husbands are so mm. important uh, to, yeah. to society in general. And so that, you know, that kind of drives me a little bit, too, you know, so. The other thing is, you know, there's huge publicity over breast cancer, and women mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but men haven't talked as much about prostate cancer. Yeah. And so there's a huge disparity between the awareness and the fundraising and everything else. And early detection saves lives for prostate cancer. Oh, sure. But men don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know about the importance of advocating to get their PSA tested. When Scott went in. He was really healthy when we first, uh, you know, got married and had absolutely no interest in going into the doctor. He saw no reason to. He felt mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, we're at that stage of life where you got to go in. You got to go in and you got to get your physical and blah, blah, blah. And so he went in and we were both stunned when he had an elevated PSA because we were not expecting right. bad news, right. let alone expecting that he was going to have cancer. You know, that was right. a surprise. But I'm a little bit of a pest, you know, and a little... So I pestered him until he went in for that physical, and yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, and again, I, I can't reiterate that enough. I mean, I felt great. I had zero symptoms, you know. So, it's, you know, they, uh, prostate cancer is uh, called the silent killer for a reason. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's why I encourage all guys, you know, even as young as 40, uh, to go in and, and it's just a blood test. It's not right. It's right. a simple blood test. It's not a hard test or anything. And and uh, the thing about prostate cancer too is, is that the you know the guys that get it at a younger age, it tends to be the aggressive kind. Oh, I suppose yeah. So yep. you know that's why I encourage you know guys even in their forties you know get that uh, get that PSA tested. Okay, six years now, right? Mm -hmm. And do you have in your mind a, a goal? Because you, you seem like the kind of guy to me is like, yeah, well, you think I'm leaving? I ain't leaving yet. Yeah, <laughs> you right. seem like that kind of guy. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, my, my goal is, number one, to finish the ride. I mean, 11,000 miles. 11,000 miles. How far have you gone so far? Uh, 2,900, so almost 3,000. Okay. So I got about 8,000, 8,100 to go. And you're going around the country. Yeah. Yep, we're right now straight through. Straight through, yeah, around it, and then we started northwest Minnesota, went east. Okay. Uh, you know, through uh, Wisconsin and and that, and all the way to the east coast, Bar Harbor, Maine, and then down the east coast. We're right now. We got our camper parked in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, so we're leaving on Sunday to drive there and then continue down the east coast uh, to Florida and then we'll head across uh, Florida and, and then southern part and then up the Pacific coast and and then uh, we'll come home through Montana and North Dakota. So, What's the like time frame for when you're expected to finish? The time frame uh, is uh, we're expected to come in about mid-June. Mid-June? Okay. Uh, 24. So, we, you know, we got a uh, last, we're biking into Itasca State Park, and we live close to that, and uh, it's a beautiful state park, and so I wanted to finish there. So. Nice. Do you feel fortunate that you can do this? You know, honestly, I'm grateful every day. I bet. You know, that, that, I, yeah. that I'm able to do it. Uh, you know, to live, I, and I almost kind of pinch myself sometimes, you know, I'm living my dream. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, and so thankful, uh, so grateful, and uh, yeah, every day. See, because I mean, I literally again, I, we were just talking about this a couple of days ago, that everybody wants to be a victim now, and that's why when Catherine told me about this, mm -hmm. I said, "Oh God, this we got to do this absolutely," mm -hmm. because oh, this is terrible. Oh, uh, to have somebody like the two of you come in because you're shoulder to shoulder with them every day. I mean, to have you both come in very, very pleasant, not like, oh, you know, I, you just want to live your life. You're gonna, it seems to me, Scott, that you're going to live the, my last day, your last day, who's ever last day, and you're mm -hmm. still be going, what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, honestly, you're right. I mean, oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it's uh, you know, I do think that in today's society, it's always, you know, for me, or, or yes. you know, the victim, yep. you know, this happened to me, and, and, and you know, and you know, that's not a good way to live a life. In I my agree. Um, you know, no matter what happens to you, um, you know, get up. You know, like like you were taught when you were a kid, like way back. You know, if you fall down, get back up. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that's um, that's like one of my track coaches. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You know, it, it was, you know, I got knocked down in, in several races. I got spiked. Blood's coming out. Mm. 
And a track coach come up, rub some dirt on it. Get up and go. <laughs> Get up and go. Yeah, you know, the, the, you know, suck it up. You know, yeah. buttercup. Let's go. Which, <laughs> you know, which I mean, we did. You know, yeah. I mean, that's you which know. we did. And I think there needs to be more of that in today's society for sure. I think so. Where'd you grow up, Scott? I grew up in Fridley, northern oh, you grew up suburb. Right, we still live. Uh, well, we Not live in the same area. I mean, yeah, no, we live in uh, Nevis, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, we, we're both from the Twin City area. Um, I got the uh, uh, postmaster job in 2018 in Park Rapids. Um, so then we moved up to um, Nevis, which is right next door to Park Not Rapids. the worst place to live, by the way. Not at all. It's beautiful. It's and beautiful. and that was another example of Scott, you know, following his dreams. Because after he got diagnosed and stuff, he goes, I'm going for my dream job of postmaster. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. So when he said he wanted to move up there, I'm like, where's that? <laughs> but uh, we moved up, and it's beautiful up there. And thankfully, I can work anywhere, you gorgeous. know, wherever my brain is. And so it's gorgeous. Yeah, we it live on a beautiful. lake, and that's another blessing. We love it. Absolutely love it. That, you know, I was kind of the start of me saying, you, you know what, I have these dreams I want to do. Well, yeah, time is short. You know, whatever my dream is. And that's another, another thing, you know, I have... Um, I always wanted, uh, um, you know, Harley Davidson, and, and, and okay. so we were just walking into the Harley store, and, and uh, I'd already been diagnosed. I think it was early 2018. I think it was after I had my prostate removed. I just walked in to look at the bikes, and I walked out of there with the Road King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, really did, yeah. And, and Surprise. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you're always careful about what you buy. You know, you, you research it and stuff. Not, not this. I just walked in. Never did that before, where you just walk in and say, no, I want that. I'm taking that. You know, so it's one of those things where yeah. you're living your dream, you know, so. Well, that's how life should be, as a yeah. matter of fact. Do you have any idea, uh, you know, um, I don't want to push you on this one, but do you have any idea how long the clock's going to tick? I don't. Well, uh, then they don't either? Yeah, they don't. They, well, that's good. No. So, He's already beat the statistics. I mean, to be honest. That's what I was kind of so, wondering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. no, we don't listen to the statistics. Um, you know, statistics are made to be broken, and so we do not listen to that at all, and we wonderful. don't live by it. That's wonderful to hear. And another thing about that, too, is I, you know, I, I think about that, and, you know, time is short for me and all that, and it's like, you, you know what, we all, every single one of us has an expiration date. Every, oh, yeah. every one of us. Yeah. Nobody gets out of this thing alive. You know, so it's like, you know, live, live your life, live your dream. Uh, get after it, you know. Um, that that's I guess my message to to everybody, you know. It's like tomorrow's not promised to any of us, mm -hmm. you know. So um, that's live your dream. Yeah. Did your doctors? What was their reaction when you told them, "Hey, I'm gonna bike eleven thousand miles around the country"? You know, I think it was a little bit of disbelief. You know, <laughs> yeah, in there. Uh, you know, I honestly think with everybody I told uh, that I was going to do it before I started, there was a lot of disbelief. Like, yeah. You know, okay. I believed him. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know Scott. You know. But you know, he was. Yeah. You know, as far as your health goes, you're you're fine. You you can do it. Oh, okay. So there wasn't I'm any like major pushback or anything yeah. like that. No. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And he's been he's been great. I mean, the the Mayo Clinic's phenomenal uh, resource mm. right here in Minnesota. So yeah, it took yeah. about two years of planning, you know, to put this okay. all together, how we were going to sure. logistically manage it. And so we told his doctors, like, you know, a couple 
you know, years before this, and I think they just kind of went, mm-hmm, you know, kind of just nodded their heads and such. Uh, and, and as it got closer, it actually shows in the files that he is determined to <laughs> proceed on this 11,000-mile cycle trip. So I think after a while, they actually believed that was going to happen. And now, after the visit a couple days ago, they're actually really excited, especially with the awareness he's bringing to, mm -hmm. to prostate cancer. They're very supportive now. And they, in fact... We were not, we had, his PSA had been undetectable going into this uh, session at Mayo, and we were surprised when the PSA had actually gone up a little bit, and uh, he had a new metastasis on his clavicle or shoulder. So Mayo was great. They actually managed to get him in for radiation on that spot uh, mm -hmm. yesterday. So they put it together real quick just to make it possible for us to get back and for him to get back on the bike and keep going. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I got to tell you something very, very quickly. Catherine, your buddy. She so, is wonderful, don't you agree? Well, You've been married to her forever, so you know she's wonderful. She's only been 39 and a half years. That's a long time. Long. But this is a true story. So you'll be me, and I'll be Catherine in this story. So as you, as me, we were talking about this, and this friends of ours are going to get a divorce, right? So there's about a group of about six people like this. We're just kind of schmoozing around and one other, one other person in the room, but... Uh, they were talking about, yeah, do you hear about Bill? He's getting divorced for the third time. And I'm like, getting divorced for the third time? Now, remember, I will be Catherine. I remember. And you're me. Mm -hmm. So getting divorced for the third time. I said, getting divorced for the third time? My God, I mean, that's, that's not great news. I mean, we haven't even come close to divorce. And I got... The look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, maybe I didn't know about it. <laughs> you got the look. Oh, she, I she's recognize like, that look. <laughs> I recognize that look. That is the look. And it you is. don't need words when you get the look. That is the message that is very strong, and the look is powerful, and you don't need words. No, you don't need any words. And I got the message very, very quickly. There's no doubt about that. For, for young people out there might be going through some problems, all the rest of it, is there any problem that a human being can be given that you can't get by if you put your shoulder to the wheel? You know, I don't think so. I don't think so Honestly, either. I mean, you know, no matter, you know, what happens, um, you know, and you see people in bad situations that do good things other, uh, all the time, and, uh, you know, it's impressive when when it people is, do yeah. that when they react like that and so i think that's what we should all strive for you know no matter what happens to you it's not what happens it's your reaction to it 
That's a great way to look at life. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. Still going back to the very beginning of this, you find out that you, uh, maybe not your healthiest you've ever been. You lose your son while you're going through that. How old was he when he died? 25. 25. My God. That was brutal, for sure. You had to sit there at least for five minutes ago. What did I ever do? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, actually quite a while. I mean, you yeah. know, it's, it, you have to, you know, go through that, uh, and it's just brutal. You know, I mean, the the whole, you know, and then, you know, I, my other kids, too, you're trying to make sure they're okay. And, yeah, and, uh, yep. Um, you know, that they don't sink down, you know, and stuff. And, and it's just, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, it took me, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to put a time frame on it, but I, you know, obviously I was down for a long time. Sure, absolutely. You know, it was so amazing though that, that you're here, you're sitting in here, and Andy's wife and son show up, and you see a little almost two-year-old boy wandering around going, "Daddy, Daddy." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the world, isn't it? I oh. mean, that's the whole thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, God. you know. Uh, you know, kids kind of make the world go around, right? I mean, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Whoa, apparently a kid's calling me right now. Yeah. Why did people never done do under... Catherine's calling me. Oh, oh, she, doesn't Catherine. know that, she doesn't know that the show's going on right now. Hi, no Catherine. Clue. Love you. <laughs> Miss you. Wish you were here. Can you hear her? I no. can't hear her. Do I put her on so speaker? You tell her to call the studio hotline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now I can hear you She's on speaker. She's on the air. Barely. She says, hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. We're just doing this little podcast uh, thing. How many, how many kids thing. do you have? I, uh, I have four well, kids, and, and, and so now, you know, three that are alive now. Okay. I got th- uh, four kids. How old are your kids? Uh, my daughter, uh, let's see, she's born in 88, so she's 35. She just had my second grandchild, uh, um, Walter Scott. Um, he's eight weeks old, and then I have a granddaughter that's just turned two. Um, you know, being a grandparent is fantastic. You know, it's just a, a great thing. But, uh, you know, um, I, I wanted to say is, like, as, when you become a dad, you know, um, you, you're just a young guy, just, you know, all full of piss and vinegar, and, and you think you got the world by the horns, and, and you know everything, and and then you have kids, you know, and, and then... You know, you you don't know what to do. You're not, and then it's kind of you, your love for your kids kind of drives mm-hmm. how you, be, you know, how you parent, and, and it just changes your life uh, uh, totally. Um, you know, yeah. So I mean, it's just a, a kind of a fast, fascinating transition, I think. You know, so yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd agree with that. I've got Daddy. three. I've got three kids, and now three, almost four grandchildren. Yeah, and it—it's just you know you don't you don't envision yourself as a dad, I guess, until you become a dad. And it's like, and you probably ha- you're probably a good dad based on your own parents. Yeah, you yeah, have somebody great to model. Parents and model. I, you know, you you try as hard as you can for sure. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, you, you know number one thing for me. I think my biggest accomplishment. You know, so um, yeah, they mean the world to me for sure. So you have one one daughter who's 35. 35, and then I, I got a son that's 34. Okay. Um, he's in Washington. Uh, and then I have uh, my youngest one, uh, as a girl, daughter, is uh, 28. Okay. Um, so, yeah. We got 
and how they have how have they dealt with their with their brother's uh, death? You know, I think they've been good. Um, you know, um, Jenna, my oldest one, um, you know, has been kind of the I think the driving force of recovery. I mean, they all look up to her, and she's been real good. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about it when we talk about Benny when we're together, and I think that helps mm -hmm. a lot, um, some of the good times we had, stuff like that. Um, you know, I think my youngest daughter kind of hit her uh, pretty hard. She was closest in age to Benny. Yeah. Um, so I think she was down for, for quite a while. Um, she seems like she's, you know, better now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, we talk about them, and, and I, I think that's very helpful. So, I don't think you ever get over it. I mean, Scott will never right. quote unquote get over it. He'll mm -hmm. always carry it with him, but he moves forward with it. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how the human being. Because I just went through something about a week ago. I was walking along, and I went by a place where my mother used to live, and I, I literally for about a half a second went. Well, I got to call my mom. Oh, that's right. She's dead. So they're still in there. Oh, There's yeah. no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. They're still in your noggin there somewhere. Oh, yeah. And always will be. And so. they always will be. Yeah. So. Uh, do you think that we're, we're losing some of that as time goes by, that families aren't as close as they used to be? I do. I uh, do, too. And, and it's, uh, yeah. you know, I think, uh, you know, and, and I think that the family is the driving force for any successful country mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. to, to survive. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, somehow we got to refocus that, you know, um, back on the family because I do think we're losing that. You know, a lot of it, I think, is, you know, we got the smartphones kind of deep yeah. in everybody's oh, yeah. instead of talking around, you know, everybody's kind of, you, you know what I mean? And I think that uh, has something to do with it. But I, th I do think we need to refocus on the family, for sure. It's interesting you bring that up, because just today I brought up on, on the morning show, mm -hmm. um, because you used to sit around and do a show, and everybody would be talking all the rest of it. And earlier on, a couple hours ago, I looked around, and all three people were staring at their screen. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> Guilty. You kind of lose the uh, interpersonal. It gets very impersonal because of that. Because, I, well, I got this, so I got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. It gets very impersonal because of that. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, as they're looking at the deal, by the time you're done, they look up and go, and they repeat exactly what you just said. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I literally talked to, to, on the air today about this. I said, we're gonna to have to put the phones and the and the laptops away because you get way too distracted. Right, you know, and I I get it. I mean, I am guilty of it too. Well, times, we all you are. Know, yeah. uh, but you, you think about it. I mean, how how the technology in that little device is amazing, really. You know, I mean, what you can do with that. You know, so I, you, no you, doubt you kind of get it. But it, you know, something I think has got to uh, bring us back and to be more. Uh, conversational and, and, and it's not going to be social media i'll tell you that that, yeah. is, that made it much worse don't you think you know that yeah that i do and, and the, the funny thing is you know like social media it can be good mm -hmm. but then it can be so destructive too, oh yeah. you know i mean i i, I remember uh um, watching families blow up on social media right in front of you right for everyone oh, yeah. to see i mean yeah. it's like oh my god you know this is everybody can see this you know call each other you know I've been, like Andy, that. I've been on social media, what, like 11, 12 years now? 
Uh, it's probably been like 10. 10 years? I think you were still on Twitter during the beginning of the show. Oh, I think you're probably right. So it's been about 10 years I haven't been on social media at all. Because mm-hmm. I literally found myself at the end of every day sitting down on my computer going, keep it up, I'll come out of your house right now. <laughs> I was threatening people every night. Yeah, yeah. I can't be on this. I, yeah. It's just not for me. Right. He went off of it for a period of time, but went back on for this trip so that people could connect with him. Yeah, that's great. So that's yeah, an so that's example different. of it actually being positive because we've used it to get the, the word be. out. So it can Ooh. be positive, it could be, yeah. but yes. you have to <laughs> not get drawn into all the other crap that's out there. Which is hard. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, you, you want to, but it's like, no, this, I'm doing it for this purpose. And that's that purpose alone. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to infuse anything else into this, you know. And so, yeah. Um, but it takes discipline, though. <laughs> when you wake up every morning, you go, hey, I'm still here. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. I yeah, bet. Yeah. Every day. You know, I, I yep. actually do, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, like I said, I'm always just every day thankful for the opportunity to be able to do this, you know. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I, every day I'm thankful to God that, that I have the uh, uh, ability and the support uh, to do it. As you go from town to town, do you do a lot of interviews in, in these towns? As much as we can. Yeah, uh, we and how the, how's that going? It's going, you know, pretty well. Uh, we had, uh, you know, we've talked at Rotary Clubs, uh, oh, sure. which, which is nice. Uh, we've had TV coverage in Green Bay, in Maine. Um, they caught up with me, and then we just had, when we got home, uh, WCCO came out, Channel 4. And then sure. ABC down in Rochester. ABC yeah. Oh, Rochester. yeah, Rochester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so whenever we can, you know. To be, oh, don't forget the local media, too, up in uh, Park Rapids. Oh, uh, the local. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the local newspapers and in newspapers, Park Rapids. Yeah, they've there. been wonderful. You were really just on smart. Channel 5 yesterday, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, yes. Thought, I was watching yeah. it yesterday. Yeah, and that was through <laughs> Rochester, and then they picked it up. That was CCO, oh, okay. and they picked it up down here, I think, yeah. So. so all in all, you're getting great reaction. You're very, very happy with the way things are yeah, going. Yeah, we are. We are. I mean, the weather yeah. was not great. I mean, we really have called yeah. them the rainmaker because, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in the Northeast, they said, we haven't had this much rain in years. And I'm like, well, you Way know, Scott's Scott. here. Yeah. And then we go to the yeah. Chicago, and the race gets rained out with a flash flood warning. And then we go to my daughter's wedding. It rains. The next day, there's a flash flood warning. We go home where there's been a drought in Park Rapids. I said, don't worry about it. Scott's coming. <laughs> I'm almost here. It's coming. It rained. He broke the drought up there, too. So wherever you need rain, we'll just send Scott, and uh, mm-hmm. he'll bike there, and then That's we'll why rain. it's raining outside now? It is. Yeah. Blame it on yeah, him. There you yeah, go. Yeah. The rain man. It is there. cloudy. Yeah. 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 So it might rain any second. So, you guys um, obviously said you were going to plan on kind of wrapping this up June of next year. Are you guys planning on having any, like, large gathering, yes. like, for the last day? The yes. last day is going to yeah. be a big... Uh, Big party. Big party. Followed by, I'm assuming you're going to take one hell of a nap. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Like I was telling Katie on that last day, it's going to be emotional for sure. No doubt about it. We already get emotional even thinking about it, you know, getting to that point. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we're excited about that. There'll be a party, and a lot of people have expressed interest to bike the final leg with him. 
Yeah. So we'll try to plan that in advance. It's challenging because we never are completely certain how far he's going to get in the route day to day. Yeah. And sure. we're on the move, you know, five mm-hmm. out of seven days in the week. So we're always guesstimating exactly where we're going to be uh, and, you know, how far he's going to get, but we don't know for sure. So, but we're going to have to plan that in advance. So we're going to have to. I told him he's got a deadline deadline. when he's got to get done by. (laughs) Well, there's a deadline? Yeah, because I signed up for Grandma's Marathon. So I said, okay, you officially (laughs) have a deadline. All about you. I know. See? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I said, you have a deadline now, Scott. You got to get done by this date. (laughs) You know, one of the things, too, you know, going, because we got to be on the move every day, I mean, you're, you're going through some really cool areas of the country. Oh, yeah. And you wish you had more time to to explore them, but you're just, you're just yeah, you're, I understand you're moving, that. you know. So, um, you know, one of the couple of spots we did stop, you know, neither one of us have been to Niagara Falls, so we stopped there, um, you know, did the Maid of the Mist where you go mm. underneath the falls. Super cool. That was just phenomenal. You know, I thought that was really cool. And then uh, we were in Maine, and uh, we had to, uh, she wanted, always wanted to see Acadia National Park, uh, so we spent a couple of days there. Phenomenal, beautiful, beautiful country, no doubt about it. So that was fun. Um, but there is other places that you see, and that's, that's pretty cool. You wish you could, you know, spend some time. You just got you got to keep moving, you know. So kind of take notes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the view of the country is really interesting, too, because I'm driving the truck in the 30-foot camper. Oh, yeah. And I'm usually on side roads, so I can be nearby in case he needs me to come be SAG support. Um, but we've noticed such a disparity. He's noticed, too, driving, you know, everything from people living in, trailer yeah. you know yep. that you mm-hmm. wonder how they make it through the winter uh to some pretty wealthy areas and they can be very close to each other you know as you're yeah. you're driving through so it's been interesting to see just as we bike all the different ways that people live in the country very different after yeah. your first hundred miles did you go why did i do this <laughs> <laughs> You know, actually, actually, after the first day, you just started, you know, yeah. you, you kind of think, wow, you know, I've got a long way to go. <laughs> uh, you, so, yeah, I mean, it crosses your mind for sure. You I know? bet. So, uh, yeah, but as you get into it more, you kind of get into a routine, and then that kind of goes away a little bit. But, yeah, after that first day, it was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be a long, it's gonna be a long, long uh, uh, route. You know, so yeah. you just focus on the day, though, isn't that how you do it? That you know, that's the the easiest way to get through it. Is for me and how I do it is like each day is individual. Yeah. This day, yeah. I got seventy miles. Mm-hmm. Get through that seventy miles, and then I'll worry about the next day. You know, this day I got fifty-five miles. Get through that, and then I'll worry about the next day. So, so. How often do you come back home? Um, well, the, you know, the plan was uh, we had to come home during this period of time mm-hmm. uh, for, for Paula's wedding and then for my treatment. Uh, the, the plan was not to come back home. Oh, you, you, that home was you the plan. Me. That okay. got, just got changed. Mayo just changed that plan. Yeah, there you go. And we were going to try to get uh, my treatment in, uh, at a Mayo Clinic in, in uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the plan. Now that's off, obviously. But it, now that the cancer is growing again, we got to come back in three months, and so Dr. Klein can see him and do yeah, the so do the tests and everything, and figure out what comes next. So and then plan accordingly after that. So 
And then you're going to wander in here every time you come home? We'd love to. We yeah, like coming here. If you'll but can have you have Catherine time, here you know. next time, though? Oh, pardon me, Katie. <laughs> yeah, we'd like the A player uh, next time. I miss seeing that. her, so make sure she's here next time, okay? You know what's so funny about that, because we were talking about that this morning on the morning show, is that every night I tell my, my wife how much I adore her and I hug her and kiss her goodnight. She tells me she loves I Because... Like I'm 71, about to turn 72, so I want to make sure that she knows and everybody knows that woman's my life. There's no doubt about it. Hmm. And look at the support you're getting. Oh, it's phenomenal, really. You know, I mean, you know, I tell everybody, I, there's no way I could do this trip without without her support. Oh, don't tell her that. She'll get them too know. big an ego. Right. No. He, <laughs> he, could, he could have a series of people that could be supporting him doing this, but there's nothing like, I agree. I mean, with how you are with Catherine, that's yeah. how I feel about Scott. I mean, I feel that um, way. We're very, very blessed that we have really an amazing marriage. And with everything he's been through, with all the mm -hmm. cancer challenges and the challenges with Benny, I would never be anywhere else but right beside his side, without a doubt. You know how much this is helping people out that are listening to this right now? I hope so. It, oh, it's definitely helping them out. No, no question. So how are you holding up? You know, it, I really got shell-shocked that first two weeks. Oh, I bet. Yes. <laughs> because I was like, whoa, you know, because I'm doing a lot of work, and I'm also trying to do my legal work, too, just so we can support mm -hmm. ourselves because all the money we raise is uh, going to the two charities, so mm -hmm. we're self-supporting. Mm -hmm. So I have, like, a long list of jobs every day, and... Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I like being right beside his side, and he's, he's off on the bike. So I'm, like, really isolated in the camper. So I had to adjust a little bit, and I had to right. refocus. So I actually use the same philosophies he does of just focusing on the day, looking at everything that I'm grateful for, and uh, not focusing on, you know, that kind of that loneliness or isolation that yep. kicked in right yep. in the beginning. So that was a bit of an adjustment. Mm. All right, I want to say one more thing, then I'll turn it over to you guys because we only have a few minutes here. Mm. Did you did you go through Boston? Yes. We actually did. Right yeah. on the outside of Boston. We try to stay away from the, the major cities. Right, right. But, but that one we did kind of skirt the outside of it. Yeah. The only reason I ask you that is because I found out last year I'd always heard uh, Catherine and I were in Boston last year, and they are not lying. I don't know why. But their lobster is a lot better in Boston than it is anywhere else. <laughs> it is phenomenal. It is? We didn't uh, know oh, that. God. Oh, next time you go through. Yeah. See, we you're, were uh, when you we go were, to the next 11,000. Yeah, your next, your next lap around <laughs> the country. Lap, right, right. <laughs> yeah, we were actually in Maine. We had lobster oh, in Maine. Oh, God, yeah. It, it, that was in uh, Trenton, Maine. That was wonderful. Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's great here. You, it's you the know, water. Oh, what? It's the water. It is the water. There's it's no like doubt. bagels. It's like pizza. <laughs> it's the water. Right. Yeah, the excuse for everything is You the got water. them all covered. Andy, any questions? I don't think so. Well, I just want to make Covered sure. pretty much everything. Well, I, I wanted to make sure you do. Tevin, closing No, closing I, I, comments. I just think the story, like, you know, kind of how Tom was saying, is very inspirational, mm -hmm. whether you're somebody that, you know, has never had a family member that's gone through cancer or never lost somebody. I think that it's something where, you know, no matter what, people are going through in life they can look at what you're doing and kind of relate to that like you know okay yeah my car broke down well at least i'm not you know in a situation like you if you're able to bike eleven thousand miles around the country i think i can take my tired ass into work and the <laughs> right so yeah no i think you're ins inspiring yeah. a lot of people whether you know yep. they've dealt with cancer or or not yeah thank you
And now to close out, here's Josh Arnold, ladies and gentlemen, closing well, arguments. I am very, very impressed with what you're doing. No doubt. And I, I say that, um, you know, per personally, you know, also as an ath athlete, long-term athlete, um, but also having dealt with my wife having uh, going through stage four cancer. Um, now, she was diagnosed with malignant metastatic melanoma. Mm -hmm. uh, and looking at what how she dealt with it, uh, so for two and a half two and a half years, and it was just plow right at, right ahead. Mm -hmm. Nothing nothing stopped her. That was phenomenal. She played. Yeah. You know, golf was a big thing for her, so she played until she couldn't. Right. And you know, she was active in well. She got active in a different organization, so it was uh, uh, Minnesota Ovarian Cancer Alliance. She got active in before she was diagnosed with melanoma, and that was only because of her mother and several of her friends. Mm -hmm. So that's why I asked about the you know your blue ribbon, right? With um, you know Mocha has a kind of an aqua aqua ribbon, mm -hmm. and every, most people know of the pink ribbon with uh, with breast breast cancer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so my wife also had breast cancer at one time and then died of this. So, yeah. just knowing, I'll say, as you are going through as the support person, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm sorry for everything you went well, through. Well, that's yeah. that was, you know, well, it started in 2014, but it was a it was a journey. And we thought, okay, things are getting better, and then they weren't. But then, you know, I know the the shock that I went through, and mm -hmm. you know, so I I do feel feel what you've are dealing with, and I'm just amazed. You look, you walked in here, and oh my goodness, this guy's got stage four <laughs> right. cancer. Right. This guy yeah. looks, you know, in phenomenal shape. Yeah, looks, you know, you know well, if you were younger, you. I'd say, yeah, you looked, and you said you were a hockey player. It looks like you're ready to get get out on the ice. <laughs> you know, I, you know, maybe hockey's, I should say you still no, play hockey. Yeah, no, hockey's a great sport. I played it all the way. You know, probably almost fifty. I think I, I finally, you know, kind of hung it up. And I've still played like in, like we I played with a bunch of guys I used to play with in high school and a in a pond hockey tournament, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But uh, I've always tried to stay close to my playing days as much mm -hmm. as I could. I mean, you get away from that at times, but I've always, and my dad died of a heart attack when he was 45, so it's always Ooh. been, yeah, Man. so it's always been my incentive to, I always wanted to do cardiovascular, because I always mm -hmm. wanted to take care of my heart, uh, you know, because it's a family history, uh, you know, my dad died at 45, so, um, you know, and just a note, side note on that is, you know, when I was 20 when my dad died, and I thought my dad was old. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? That that's, that's kind of puts oh, everything yeah. is relative. Yeah. Right. You know? Everything is relative. And then, you know, as I got older, it's like, oh, my God, he was really young. You know, you start realizing when you start, mm -hmm. you start getting into your 40s and, and stuff, and, and you start realizing, no, that he was really young, you know. But uh, so I've always kind of, you know, because of that, uh, tried to take care of my heart, uh, you know, so. 
Well, I'll, I'll put it put it this way. I'm I'm 70, 72, and I still think I am young. Absolutely. <laughs> and yes. you know, somebody says, "Well, you're not young. You're 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 an old you're an old guy." And I'm thinking, well, the only thing that would make me feel old right. is I can't run like I used to run. Turtles are faster. <laughs> right. uh, but you're right. I mean, uh, you always, you know. Not about like the running like a turtle, though. No. No. But, I mean, yeah. you always, I am mad about running like a turtle. It's, yeah. But you're right in that, you know, I'm 59, and, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think of myself as old, you know. No, God, no. You know, so. Not at all. You know, however old you are, you, you always kind of have the same thought process as you did way back. And, you, and back then, you think you're going to change somehow. And you don't, mm -hmm. you know, so it's kind of interesting, you know, so. See, I look at my mother who's 96 and, uh, you know, and she's going, well, I think I need some more golf lessons. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she still, she still That's plays cool. twice, twice a week. She lives, when you're down in Florida, you know, I'll, uh, you can contact Tom, I'll give you a, my mother's phone number mm -hmm. in Pompano Beach, and yeah. you can probably stay that, with actually. her. We love that. We love to connect with people yeah, along the way when we get connected because it's it's like a lift in the schedule, and it's mm -hmm. kind of like you know when you're you're running a race or someone you have someone on the sidelines that's cheering. That's how we feel when we're when either he gets someone to bike with him or we see people and meet them along the way. It's like a lift of your your spirits to get to connect with someone and meet oh. new friends. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be uh, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. So, if someone sure. wanted to contact you, how would they go about doing that? Uh, the best way to do it is mouseformoney.org. Uh, that is the website, and it's got all of our information on it. Uh, there's two <clears throat> buttons on there: one to donate to Zero Prostate Cancer, and one to donate to Schizophrenia and Psychosis Action Alliance. Oh, great! And <clears throat> that website also has the blog uh, that mm -hmm. we write on a weekly basis. And then there's also an opportunity to follow my Facebook page, Katie Bloomquist Free Tag, where I do the interviews with Scott on an ongoing uh, basis. Mm -hmm. We'll close with this. Josh is on fire because in an, an eight-day period, he interviewed you guys and Fancy Ray McCloney. <laughs> Wow. I mean, yeah. that takes a lot of talent. Man. <laughs> You're on a roll. We're I see on the a roll. flames. I yeah. see the flames. Indeed. Thank you so much. All the best, and please do come in more often. We'd love to, to you know, go through this with you. Obviously, not on the bike, mm -hmm. but every time you're in town, we could arrange that. You yeah, could come Tom, out on the yeah, bike put a, with him. Put him out on the bike. That's that's. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we could make Tom. that happen. We could make that happen. How far do I want to go? As long as you want. You can go short or long. Yeah, you can bike the final leg with them in June. Give How you far is it to buy Earlies from here? <laughs> <laughs> we could do a virtual ride, too. You could be oh, on the a virtual ride. ride. Yes, and we could. I can't get away from Katie. She's going to hang me on the <laughs> I'm screwed now. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much. All right, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it was much. great.